Tim, what was the moment when you're like, oh shoot, like the NBA is real? I think it was my first preseason game and Chris Humphreys was on that team. He faked go one way. When I turned the opposite way, Chris Humphreys was running full speed and then he set the screen. And my whole shit, like my whole left side <laughs> cracked. Like it was like, oh. <laughs> this is Kim Kardashian, Humphrey, too. Uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, Bucketheads? We're back for another episode, quarantine edition of Certified Buckets, a can't-miss NBA podcast for... Ballers. By... Ballers. Brought to you by Uninterrupted and released exclusively on Spotify every Tuesday. I'm the queen. I'm your girl, Chinea Wumake. You know who it is. I am also joined by quarantine swag king, Nick Young. How are you doing, Nick? Oh, man, you know, I'm just living. You got your son headphones on? Yeah, man, you know, ain't nothing. Just trying to live, that's all, man. Just trying to live, man. And, of course, I can't forget my guy, Sharonis J. Jackson. What's good, Sharonis? Yeah, what up? Good, man. Just at least happy to have this job. And that includes the one and only Tim Hardaway Jr. Thank you so much for joining us here on Certified Buckets, Tim. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Make sure everyone follows our podcast exclusively on Spotify. We're also on Twitter. And Instagram, at Certified Buckets, no vowels in the word buckets. What are vowels, Nick? What are the vowels in buckets? He's going to act like his service disconnected. Okay. <laughs> Make sure everyone drops a comment, shows some love to us in the comment section. We appreciate all of you guys for staying loyal to the podcast during these difficult times. We hope that everyone's staying safe, washing your hands. Stay but in the meantime, inside. we're going to give you yes. another, yeah, stay inside. And if you go outside, just be real direct with it. Now let's get to the real podcast. Playing in his first full season with the Dallas Mavericks, son of the legendary Tim Hardaway. Welcome to Certified Buckets, Tim Hardaway Jr. Thank you for joining us. Is this really a full season, though? That's what I'm saying. It really isn't. Damn. How does that feel? They might cut the the season short, I think. Or there might even be a season. All right. What do you think right now is going to happen to the NBA season, Tim? I think it's going to I think it's over with. You think too much time is gonna go by? I think there's only too much time going by, and then you gotta complete all the games, which we have probably like 18 games left. Yeah. And then you got playoffs. If anything, if they're gonna probably do anything, I'm pretty sure they're gonna shorten the playoff series like to five games. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, it's kind of crazy because we were all in our homes watching these games, knowing that something was gonna happen. And I remember I was watching your game, you guys were on ESPN. Doris Burke, Ryan Rilko, we're calling it. And then we're getting the news about Rudy Gobert on ESPN. And I'm literally watching y'all hoop. Yeah. How was it? Because you were hooping. You had 28 points that night. <laughs> Wait, at really? least you went out with a bang. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. how did that night go? Because I'm sure you guys found out probably during the game, right? I found out like midway through the third quarter. Someone told me and I just saw oh. Mark going through. You know how Mark gets something gets out of the seat and walks around the yeah. whole entire huddle and all this stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? He's saying the season's canceled for now. I was talking to Will Barton on, for the Nuggets, and he was – I was like, you heard the news? He was like, yeah. And he was like – it was the realest thing I ever heard. He was like, yo, let's just make the most of it. Let's go out there and just hoop, ball out from here on out for the rest of the game. Just go all out. So 
Dang. I told coach, don't take me out the game. So I was dead tired towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I was just like, I was like, I mean, we ain't going to be able to play anymore. Right. Go all out. You don't know when next time you're going to be able to play. So. Was there was there a moment where maybe you were kind of nervous during the game because if you once you guys got word that Rudy got it, you're like, well, who the hell else got it? Like we out here playing. Did you think about that at all, or did you wait, or did that hit you after, or did you ever think about it? Like, did it ever hit you at all? That hit me after, and then it also what also hit me was who were the previous teams that you played uh, two weeks? Yeah, the previous yeah. two weeks. Yeah, who were exactly. all the teams that you played, and then did we end up playing any of those teams? So right, exactly. So it was just like mm-hmm. I was looking at it, they played Brooklyn and then some people in Brooklyn got it and Pistons and then, and all that. And then yeah. Pistons and then I saw yeah. I saw Denver got it and I saw Doris Burke had it. I'm like shit we were just with these motherfuckers two weeks ago so yeah. everybody get checked or just the team that certain people had it? do every team get checked no they just said if you guys feel any type of symptoms because you know them and saying like don't if you don't have any symptoms you don't feel any of these symptoms yeah. you don't go. Yeah. Right. So I feel like the virus, legs. like you, you can have the virus, but you probably won't have any symptoms. You, your immune system yeah. is probably strong as hell and it's fighting it so yeah. much that you don't feel any, but you have it. So I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's it crazy. Mentioned that uh, in the last podcast that Spider said that he was ready to go seven game series at that moment. He's like, I could play seven game series right now, but he was ready to play the night that they had canceled the game and he had it and he, he didn't feel nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's what's trippy about it. What was said in the locker room after the game? Just happy we got the win. <laughs> that was first and foremost, happy we got the win. And then Cuban came in and gave his whole spiel on it and talked for like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Nelson came and talked to us. And oh, wow. That, they just dismissed us. That was it. How do you feel about potentially playing basketball with no fans or even like sort of in a practice gym, a practice setting, Tim? I mean, I feel it's going to be like an open gym when you just have your people watching, mm-hmm. basically. But you got refs and you got head coaches and you can't really do what you want to do out there on the floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? What? You, can't, right. you can't look like if you want to. Still like, got to play like you. Would, would you rather play in your normal arena or a smaller gym that's more compact if there was no fans? Possibly a smaller gym. I would say that too. I think smaller gym. Just because it wouldn't be so much like emptiness, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you do that, though, then if you do that, then the people that work for that arena in that mm. arena, like security and all that stuff like that, they won't be able to work because they'll. So I think those will be the people that still work. Yeah. All right, let, let's bring the vibes, make it a little positive. Tim, <laughs> what have you been doing? I know <clears throat> the Rona is coming for everybody. Don't worry, I'm just clearing my. Disclaimer every time you cough and shit. (laughs) Every time I sneeze, I'm on allergy season. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uplift. Tim, what have you been doing during this quarantine time? Like, what have you been watching? We know you've got the world's largest home theater, so you've been watching some good stuff outside of Tiger King. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's a, I mean, wake up every morning, go for a run around the neighborhood before everybody gets out. Gets up. Um, what else? I have my backyard right here. There's a little turf area, so I have kettlebells, jump rope, just little things, resistance bands. Just get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I just hang out with my dog the whole entire time, to be honest with you. And what then my home. Where's your dog? Down. He's right here. It's only you by yourself and your dog? Yeah, boy. You ain't got <laughs> nobody at your house with you? 
No. Yeah, I know you talking to yourself and shit. Uh, <laughs> no, but my, I got my homeboys are like my best friends. They all live here, so like oh, okay. the that I grow with, they'll come yeah, over. Yeah, like that. But, but that's it. No, hell no. I ain't what's gonna... what's the dog name? His name is Otto. My uh, oh. favorite show growing up was Rocket Power. Otto Rocket. Yeah. Oh yes. Next to old, he don't he doesn't know Rocket Power. <laughs> Since we're talking talking TV shows, movies, we're gonna go into our starting five of the best basketball movies. So I want you all to throw out there, like I easily loving basketball has got to be top five. So let's make a starting five of basketball movies. What if it's I'm going to also throw... Oh. oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. We like hot no, takes. No, no, no. Love basketball is number one for sure. For me. It, not number Coach one. Coach Carter. It's for top five. Coach uh, Carter had to be one there. For nah, he got, he got game. Jam, obviously. Right? He got Coach game. Carter. Coach Carter definitely top five. I don't think Coach Carter is in there. I think Glory, I think Glory Road is above. Ooh, Coach Glory Carter. Road is really good. It's above Coach Carter though. Glory Road. Glory Road is really yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, bro, it's good. It's a good film. Glory Road because my pops. That was my pops' coach. Oh that shit! My, and, uh, my at Texas Western Tech. Coach was uh, in that t- Tim Fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dope, so I, dope. that's why I'm like. That's why I'm like. He was the okay. assistant coach to the head coach in that. Oh, dope. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Tim Floyd was? Okay. Yeah, we to go see, he made us go see it at the team or something like that. He said, loving basketball. He got game. He, above the rim. Above the rim. Space uh, Jam. Coach Carter. Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam. And you Coach saying Carter. Coach Carter is number five? Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean. You got Hoosiers. You got a whole bunch of. I'm not doing Hoosiers. He's not, that, that's not a starting five. That's like 10th man out of there. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't do that. Daniel Cook right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga got one time to fuck uh, yeah, right. He got a short leash. <laughs> he got a leash, boy. He got a short <laughs> leash, dude. Oh, boy, better not miss. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about Coach Carter was Coach good. Carter was great. That's all, yeah. Coach Carter was great. Maybe yeah, T-Mo Cruz that's, tried on that's the porch. That's my favorite. Out of everyone, Coach Carter getting no bigger, used to be my bigger nigga. I like, yeah, that shit was cold. Yeah, be my big nigga. That was cold, right? Junior battle and stuff. Like, it ain't better than he got game or hoop wise. Hoop wise, it kind of is because there's just more hoop in it. He got game didn't really have that much hoop, but who's who? He got game is probably the best movie out of all of them. Tim, would you ever get into acting? Look how cool he is, bro. <laughs> he, I didn't he, know he was this he, cool. This is a cool-ass nigga, man. He's awful, <laughs> man. I would, no, I probably would. I probably would, for sure. I would if I get opportunity to. They gonna come calling me. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you probably would. That's I probably would. Would you want to do, would you do hoop stuff? Like, would you would you mind doing hoop stuff, or would you want to do something different? Probably something different. You'd be like, you know what, nah, man, yeah. I want to be a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like you, that's how that's. I feel it, bro. Trust me. I, I want to ask Tim something real quick. Hey, you ever uh, have have you have you been hit? Have you ever hit anybody with the U tattoo step? Never. Oh, never I did one time. You ain't never in tried college. To bring it. In college, I did. Okay. Oh, okay. In college, but but my dad always told me this story. Like he did it because like he was shorter than everybody, so he right. had to do a move to create space. Move, He's five right eleven. I'm six six. So it's like, Facts. I could like I don't really need that much. I feel like to create space to get she my could, shot yeah. off. 
How the hell you end up six yeah. six? How tall your mom? I know. I'm about to say that. My mom is five eleven. Oh, that is yeah. yeah. Okay, tall, smart. Look, look, possible smart. Like, I ain't gonna have him make up a move. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think though on the court is the best thing that your dad has taught you or showed you? It's a lot, a lot. Uh, well, there's one thing he did tell me when I was growing up. Like I think I was in eighth grade, seventh grade, going into my eighth grade year. Um. We were at a tournament in Orlando, and he drove drove everybody up. And then after the tournament, I didn't perform the way he wanted me to. So he was like, boy, I'm tired of you bringing myself and your mom up to these tournaments. You're not performing the way we want you. I'm giving you the PG version. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But he was like, I'm tired of this shit. If you don't perform like this, don't fucking play basketball anymore. We're not bringing you to no any more any more tournaments. Uh-huh. None of the rest of the summer. You're wasting our time. This is when he said you're wasting our time. That shit hit me crazy. Sure. And after that, after that moment, then I just really, really started dialing in, starting to get real serious about it, uh. and just trying to take in all the criticism, everything that he was throwing at me, or and, and all the positives. You know, as yeah. well. So, did you feel pre- did you feel pressure from him, especially also around that time? Name? Around yeah, around that time, I did for sure. Did you around did you did, did you ever be like, yo, Dad, why you, why you name me after you? Was no, I, I never like, did. Yeah, I never, yeah, not, I never because I mean, I mean, it gives you like a challenge, you know, to for sure you know, live up, you know, to look up to and to go out and you know to prove like prove to others that you know you're capable of. Hell yeah, you know. Letting that family name live on, and hopefully for the next generation, generation after that. So I'm just happy and honored just to carry that name and continue to, you know, make a name for myself. If I put the junior on the back of the jersey, there's a lot of pressure. Obviously, not just playing. Your dad's like legendary, and you learned. (laughs) You learned. What did you say? Seventh grade, eighth grade, how to deal with that pressure. I feel like. That's why you were one of the fewest that could actually step into Madison Square Garden and hoop consistently because you were built for it. I know anytime New York and the Knicks come up, it's just messy, it's drama. What is your whole experience from that? (laughs) What is your whole experience from surviving New York City? It's just mixed emotions, you know. With with that with that whole situation, uh, I think with my dad being the villain in that Miami Heat New York Knicks rivalry in the nineties, wow, yeah. I think that helped. I think that helped me just because I'm like my dad played in this building. Like I'm I'm ready to go. Like I got the utmost confidence to go out here and perform. Uh, so that was half the battle, just having that confidence. In New York, it's going to be it's either they like you. Or they don't like you. Mm-hmm. It's just plain and simple. Even if you're giving your all, like they just know basketball. They know basketball at the end of the day. So there's no beating around the bush or oh he's playing his hardest. Like no, your hardest isn't good enough. You know. Mm-hmm. So just being in that organization just help thicken the skin a little bit more, handle the criticism a little bit more, and made everything a lot easier. I always wondered about this. In games like the All-Star, you know, when it's All-Star weekend and, you know, the Rising Challenge, all that stuff, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. 
Was it ever mentioned between you and Deion Waiters when y'all had that back and forth? Did y'all ever, ha- did that happen on a moment or did y'all talk about before like, yo, like at some point we got to gun it out? That or just happened. It just happened? Y'all just started going back and forth? Yeah, that just happened. It wasn't like, all right, let's go. Like, no, it's just, he, you, it was just he, like, you hit one, he hit one, y'all was it was like It was like if you're at the park and the motherfucker go at you and you're like, oh, hell no, let me hear him get the ball yeah. like out of yeah. bounds and yeah. get the rocks and I'm going to come down and then make one. And then he's like, oh, hell no, give me the rock. And then I'm going to come down and do my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was, it, it was kind of like that. And we just wanted to give the fans something because we knew like the previous ones, it was boring. Like, yeah. It was boring. I mean, Kyrie and Brandon, they tried to go at it, but it wasn't for that long, extensive period of time. So we wanted to actually make it exciting and pull up from 30 feet and Mm -hmm. take it to the rack, throw lobs, dunks, play defense, actually try to at least. Yeah. Um, So it was it was fun. Man, that's uh, that's that's that was one of the highlights of that weekend. That was one of my favorite moments of that weekend for sure. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. I've never been back to All-Star again. Yo, Tim, I'm transitioning from New York to Dallas. What is the biggest difference being a part of the Mavs? Because, you know, my guy, Dwight Powell, who I knew from Stanford, he just, mm-hmm. like, he really looks to that organization as family. First, it starts with your owner. Cuban makes your life a lot easier. Mark Cuban, he makes sure you're okay on and off the floor. He texts you randomly, but he texts you to check up on you, see how you are doing, how are your, how's your family, do you need any help in the organization to get you, get you acclimated, all, all the great, all that good stuff. Uh, so that made my tra- transition, transitioning process a lot easier. We knew that we were coming into this thing, something special, with something special, and the guys, DP, KP, Luca, the list goes on and on. It's just camaraderie. Camaraderie. There you go. Have y'all had a big shootout yet? You, Curry, Luca, what's up? Me and Seth shoot, me and Seth shoot after every practice. Me and Seth shoot together. Um, nice. Uh, but it's like, it's not, it's like. Not a competition. It's just it's not a competition. It's just it just it just goes on and on. And it's like if we have a competition, it's just it's, we're gonna be there for a very very long time. <laughs> yeah. We'll just put it that way. But we'll have yeah. like half court shooting contests and shit like that when we're on the road and shit uh, like that with like me, Luca, KP, uh, some of the other guys. But cool. yeah, but uh, Courtney Lee is very big on having shooting contests after. He's such an old head. He wants to gamble. And have fun yeah, what's on it? What's on the shooting competitions? What what's what's the, what are they worth? It's not it's nothing crazy. I think they're like twenty five dollars a spot. It's nothing crazy. Yeah. It's not like people are out here. Like it's not like they're gambling like really really big like right. they used to do back then. Like right. When, when they were pop, nuts. When Eric, were playing, it was crazy out here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just those guys. I mean, like like, like you said, we were on the verge of something special. And I think my mindset going into this year was you're not the number one guy like you were in New York when KP was down and I had to start the season without him. Mm-hmm. And is my mindset was what do you have to do in order to make Luca and KP's life a lot easier out there on the floor while you're on the floor with them? 
Like, what do you have to have? What can you bring to the table? Whether it's taking attention off off those guys for two, three, four minutes, or bring them to the side and being that veteran to talk to them if they're struggling or down, or just someone that they could talk to to lift them, lift their spirits up. They're having a a solid, okay, or a bad game, you know. Uh-huh. So, which is very rare for those guys. So it's, uh-huh. I mean, it was a, a good teammate. Yeah, I'm just, hey, I was just trying to do. I mean, I was just trying to do the best that I could because at one point I'm the oldest out of the starting five out there on the floor. Crazy. So, and how old are you, if we may ask? Twenty eight. Crazy. It's a young team, man. It, it goes fast. It goes. Yeah, this yeah. goes by really, really fast. Seven years. Wow, seven years in the league already, yeah. 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 Okay, let, let's lean into your roster and the people you know, and I'm going to drop a name and you guys can sort of pick up on this, Sharonis and Nick, and you can tell us something interesting that you've like experienced with them, a text, a story, and like y'all going out, whatever. So I'm going to start with Luca Doncic. Everyone was talking about his birthday party, but if there's a moment you share with Luca that was dope, maybe his birthday party or something else. <laughs> hey, that birthday party was something else. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He didn't play the next day. We got the dub, but he didn't play the next game. So. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. I love it. It's worth play, it. But, hey, it was worth it, man. He, you know, he, um, that, no, but hanging out, hanging out with Luca off the court, man, he, he's cool. He's laid back, real chill. He's, um, doesn't speak to you unless he's spoken to you. So, you know, which is good. Quiet. And uh, it's real quiet. But when you get to know the guy and, you know, make him feel comfortable around you, then that's when Luca, that we that everybody wants to know, you know, he's funny, mm-hmm. cracks jokes, nonstop, nonstop. 21, but I'm like, dude, you just got to like, like, when are you going to like mature? Like, when are you going to stop with the games? Like, like when you going to stop with the games, texting, you know, like messing around and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> so it's, he cracks so many jokes, but no, he's he's cool people. He's awesome. Him him uh being obviously not from here, where there sometimes like, you know, even playing like in college or overseas and mm-hmm. I would get surprised with what my teammates that aren't from America and some of the references they would know or make, especially like like black cultural references. So like I remember I had this Asian teammate when I was playing in Hong Kong and he he put on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and there is episodes where he just knew every single line. He mm-hmm. was like going, does Luca ever have anything like that or KP or anybody like Prazingis, um, any of the teammates like that? Did, is there stuff that they loved growing up that you were kind of like, oh, that's funny, like that y'all love that or whatever? Luca loves that 70s show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All he that's talks funny. about is that 70s show. That's it. That's he, funny. He, he said, I'm going to go home, go on, I don't know what he watches it on, but he's like, I'm going to yeah. go home and watch that 70s show. So <laughs> that's what he talks about the whole entire time. But I have that's a question funny. for you all. I get this question a lot. Who is Luca's game compared to in the league, whether it's now or a retired player? Like, yeah. I'd said, what I'd said was a little bit of like a Magic slash James Harden slash Brandon Roy. Or why you say Brandon Roy? Because the other two, I can see why you said that. Uh, I mean, Brandon. I think I think when with how Brandon Roy was like attacking, I saw highlights of Brandon Roy like three days ago. Yeah, same, same. And and it was like a nine minute highlight reel, and it was just like 
crazy. How he would get in between the lane. He would get in between the lane, finish through contact, step back. He had yeah. similar step back as Luca has. Yeah. And he did, he actually did the same step back. He right to left crossed and then mm. stepped back with the right and yeah. shot the ball. And it was all now. I'm like, Luca does the same exact shit. Like, this is yeah. like a mirror image of body weight, like size, like mm. everything. So, so that's why I was like, <clears throat> that's why I was like a little bit of Brandon Roy. And he had that killer instinct in him as well. Right. That's Nick, who do you think? That's a good one. I didn't think about Brandon Roy. I was going to say, like a younger James, because James used to attack the hole. He wasn't yeah. just a strictly step back king. Right. But now that you think of mention it, I could see Brandon Roy, how he attacked the rim and um, squeezed through little angles and all that. So mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. And then just as far as kind of like size-wise and pacing-wise, like how they play, because he's not like the quickest guy. But yeah, right. exactly. Roy wasn't the quickest guy neither. That's what I'm thinking about. Right. But yeah. um, but uh, Paul Pierce and him have like this same pace in a way where they you they make you play to their pace in a sense. Mm. And he'll get to a spot and he knows where he wants to shoot it. So he's going to get to a right. spot. Even though Paul is more of the elbow mid-range guy, of course. Right. Luka does that from the three-range in a sense. But – this the kind of like the 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 width, like the size and the pacing of it. I would I would mix Harden and Pierce to me for Luca. Nice. Yeah, I I can see that, especially with like that step back and like the way they lean back. Yeah, like, exactly. Dr- kick that leg out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. And and Tim, you're right because we all want to think like people forget about the magic aspect of his game. Maybe because. He's like almost averaging 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and scoring, so yeah. he people lean on the scoring, but people forget like as a facilitator, it's like all you have to do, Tim, is be in the corner sometimes. You know what yeah. I mean? And oh, like yeah. he'll Already find a way to corner. whip it. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know about them corners, boy. <laughs> hey, right corner, right there. <laughs> that's, that's a shit. That's a shit. That nigga Tim lives. Hey, Sarah Report, you going left. So you can see me on his right eye. I already know. Yeah, right. That's what's like up. That. Shit, I mean, to be outside, like, because outside of, uh, like, Luca and KP, I mean, you, you know, obviously those guys going to get gonna get theirs, get theirs up. But what you averaging, like, 16, 17 this season. I always considered you to be the X factor of that team right there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, like, a, just a hooper. Like, any time during the game, you could go off of at least five straight buckets. It's, I agree. Yeah. All you got to do is see yeah, the ball go in the hole one time. Yeah, no, it's just like those guys take all the attention and there'll be times where there'll be four, five, six possessions where everybody knows those are the guys that are taking the bulk of the shot. So it's like as the players, like you can't really focus on, you know, what shots you're going to get. You just got to let the game come to you. So mm-hmm. it'd be, it'll be frustrating sometimes for probably other players, but it's just I think – all three other guys that are on the court with them, they know they're going to take both of the shots. So yeah. when the time comes for their shots, you got to be extra locked in and keyed in mm-hmm. on knocking that down. Yeah. You're yeah. such a good teammate, Tim. <laughs> you're just a bucket. Like you're saying, oh, it's the game. You're a bucket. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be nice about it. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, once, when one of them are out, then that's when I'm a, I can do what I do. You there you go. Once, once they sit down, so I get back yeah. to my New York Knicks play. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> For sure. Everybody, like, I feel like the question is always when it comes to when we talk to NBA players, it's like, it's either like, you know, you know, what was a welcome moment or whatever, or, you know, who was the toughest to guard. But instead of asking that, because, I mean, obviously, that's interesting to me. I want to know, especially when it comes to a guy, you know, this is called certified buckets and you're a scorer. 
So when it comes to guys who are scorers, like Knicks score, right? Who is the toughest defender you face? Who who was like somebody you're like, oh, this I'm going against this nigga. I, I got like you locked in a little bit more because you knew that this nigga was going to give you fits. <laughs> Tony Allen, man, Ooh. yeah, Tony was fucking. Tough. I, he's in my top like top five best. Nick, you've been all time. in the league for how long? You Tony definitely got a couple. Fucking tough. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So Tony. so that would be individual Bradley's player. Good too though. Avery Bradley? Yeah, Avery Bradley's good, too. That was yours? Avery, yeah. Yeah, Avery's pretty good. Yeah. Pat Bev, he be guarding me sometimes. Okay. PG. PG, hell yeah. His wingspan's stupid, though. That's, that's yo, what makes him tough. Yo, you can't screen him. Yeah. Like, the floppy action, down screen action, you are not yeah. screening this, man. He yeah. is finding a way to get around yeah. the big. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I would say... Hey, Tony Allen, like I, I have him in the top, top three, top, top five best defenders I've ever seen watched. Like I was yeah. not even, it wasn't even that long ago, probably a week ago. I was watching. He got one Ram- of the most famous clips, right? First team on defense. Yeah, first team on defense. <laughs> first team on defense. That's hard. That's hard. That's one of the best clips ever. That's hard. To flex, especially because, like, you know, defense not going to always get praise. You know, yeah. naturally, the highlights is going to be offense. You know, I feel it. And, but to have someone when you flexing that all first, de- all yeah. first defense, that's hard. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yo, Tim, Tim, what was the moment when you're like, oh, shoot, like, the NBA is real. I got to come correct. I think it was my first preseason game. We were in Providence mm-hmm. and we played against Boston. And Chris Humphreys was on that team. So I was trailing. Oh, that's why I'm I'm gonna get to that right now. They were running floppy action. Uh, Tim, real quick, explain for our listeners the floppy because so they can have a visual what you're talking about. Floppy is when two bigs are coming down from whether it's the elbows or the coming from the wings coming down to set down screens for your two wing players to get open to come out and shoot. As a defender, you gotta lock and trail, and I didn't lock and trail. I'm a rookie, so I'm like, I'm like, yo, what the hell am I doing? The boy came off, and I got. He faked go one way and came back. So I faked. I bit the fake and tried to get back, but I turned. And when I turned the opposite way, Chris Humphreys was running full speed, and then he set the screen. And my whole shit, like my whole left side, (laughs) cracked. Like it was like (laughs) cracked. Like like if I was if I had a if I went to like a chiropractor, like my whole shit cracked. Yeah. And then after that. This yeah, is so Kim Kardashian that. Humphrey, too. Yeah. Uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a weight room every day, too. Oh, yeah, you keeping it right. Oh, man. That's so crazy. That, after that, that's when I was like on my P's and Q's. Like, yo, I yeah. got to make sure I'm good. I can't. None of this can happen <laughs> anymore. <laughs> or I'm done. Hey, man, I got hit one time. Uh, we were playing LMU and Meta, he caught like a three-step like lead, but Meta? I didn't quite see it. Yeah, around our test. That boy, that nigga set the hardest screens too. Dog, but <laughs> he, he came in. T- you can't get mad at yeah, Meta. You can't. Uh, you can. no, it's over. And he has that blank stare too. Like that, it's it's shit scary. I was, but he, I was looking to go for a rebound, and he just came and crashed into me, and I, flew, but like I went like. And that I was, was, like I was probably Tyson one of the hardest hits I ever got. Him and Reggie Evans are hardest people ever Tyson hit me. Oh, Reggie Evans, people. oh my God. <laughs> Reggie Evans, him and Reggie Evans are hardest people ever hit me. Ever. My body uh, met, crumbled. Metal real pieces like Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, was, we was gambling on a plane, right? We gambling. Oh, uh, shit. And I guess, 
<laughs> I don't know if it's Lou Will or I forgot who it was, but it was man like, oh, you ain't gonna cheat me. You ain't gonna cheat me. Meta said one word. He said, y'all gonna make me go back to Indiana Pacers days now. I said, oh, see, y'all don't want to fuck with this man. <laughs> I said, man, just give him his cards, man. I said, man, don't. Said, you can have my money. I said, Clay, you can have my money. I... <laughs> Y'all like, gonna make me go out back to my Indiana right? ways. Like, he laughing, he laughing. I said, oh, man, you're getting pumped. All right, y'all gonna make me go to my Indiana Pacer days, <laughs> turn it around on y'all. I don't want to turn around yeah. for looking in nowhere, just looking. Like, I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> right. Talking Again. to nobody but itself. I said, man, stop man. this crazy shit, man. You <laughs> can have my cards. <laughs> I told him, I said, man, you ain't about to do this crazy shit on this plane. Right. That hit me. I don't want to get hit. I know you strong. Shit. I ain't gonna... Bruh. He's sitting he right here. Strength. I'm sitting inside the plane of the window. He's sitting on this side. Oh, he and I. Oh, yeah. Are you trapped in? Don't trap in. I said, man, just take my life. I said, just take whatever you need, man. Because you might hit me in the action in the midst of all this. Oh, man. I was so nervous. Well, Lou I would have been too. Lou, Lou looking at me laughing. I'm like, Lou, stop, man. Please, <laughs> Oh, chapter the quarter. I'm like, all right, better. Uh, I stop playing. I told him, don't, don't let Meta get to this stage. He's crazy. Oh, who was your who was your who was your vet? <laughs> Shit, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all right. <laughs> Gilbert Arenas is all you need to know. <laughs> Wait, who was your vet, Tim? Man, I had Melo, Amari. I had Melo, Amari, Kenyon Martin. J.R. Smith, Ron Artest. Oh, you got a craving bunch, bro. Iman Shumpert. Oh, yeah. Tyson Chandler. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. Pablo Brigione. That's why why he's probably the most mature (laughs) 28-year-old in the league ever meet. Boy, there was some shit in that one. All right, spill, spill. No, but it was one day, it was a shoot-around. And Kenyon Martin and Metal were going too. at it. Oh man, going at it in practice and shoot around. Yeah. I'm like, That's that. You can't break them. You can't break. I'm about to say you can't break that up. Oh, they like, they're, not, they're not fighting. They're like arguing. Like they're arguing. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, this shit is about to blow up, man. Yeah. Like, all right. Good thing we won that game, but I was like, <laughs> we won later. So they brought the fire to the game. So it was man. Crazy. Cause if those two tussle, you just gotta step back. Cause if you chop, man, they too strong. Ain't, both of them. Ain't no stopping that. I'm walking outside. Yeah, I'm walking yeah they both crazy. I ain't seeing nothing. How did it feel to to see Melo get back in the league after that weird period off? Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, it was just crazy because that summer, last summer, he was killing everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so it it was like he was knocking down everything, dunking, looking athletic. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Lost a lot of weight. So yeah. it was just like, like he was like not dunking, but he was like catching lobs, yeah. turning, spin out lobs, and pump faking, driving. You know how he does his pump fake at yeah. the like yeah. all work out in New York, right? Or, yeah, with, with Brick, Chris Brick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brick, yeah. yeah. see Brickley. Yeah, we were Brick at the summit. You know what, Tim? Just just keep your home gym for now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna Listen, do that. We'll get word. You're too important to this podcast. We really do appreciate yeah. you. No doubt. Sure. We're very, very. It's been so much fun watching you hoop. 
man. For sure. Thank you for making time in your very, very free day to join us. Shit. <laughs> 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 you ain't never lying. Shit. Y'all come back tomorrow. Shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Shit. Come back shit. anytime. Man, we need guests, bro. Shit else to do. Shit. I come back next week. No so we appreciate you. Well, stay safe. Stay healthy, man. All right, y'all stay safe as well. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. All right. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of Certified Buckets. It was a fun one. We had Tim. It was lit. Those stories had us rolling. He's a real one, y'all. Make sure you follow this pod exclusively on Spotify. How much does it cost, y'all? $3.99. Free 99. Make sure you also shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. We want to hear everything from you. The good, the bad, the good, the good, no bad. And uh, before we roll out of here, we got so many things to do, so many places to be. First and foremost, we want to say that, hey, I know we were having a good time, but we hope everyone's safe, taking care of one another, social distancing, washing your hands. Just playing it smart because it's so important for all of us, especially our generation, to to take this seriously because we can be the difference makers out here. So just take care of one another. I know we joked about things here and there during the podcast, but each and every one of us, I mean, we all heard from last pod, Nick was not taking any more selfies even when he's doing his grocery store (laughs) runs. So we're all playing it safe. And so we just hope everyone else is too. All right, y'all. Who wants to take the final shot? Man, the final shot is stay your ass inside. That's it. Boom. (laughs) That's it. Let's go. Boom. We out.